everybody. Uh, welcome to The Piggy Pudding. It's the uh, last Film Pigs episode of the year. Uh, we're going to review 2022 in cinema. I am uh, uh, this ep- episode's host. Uh, I am Todd Anderson. I'm here with two incredible uh, gentlemen named Steve. Uh, I've got a, a, a Steve Falk here. I am incredible. Thank you, Todd. You are. You are incredible. And I have another incredible Steve in the Steve Skelton, who's also here. I'm incredible, but in a different way. Yeah, we're, we're all incredible in our own ways. And that's a great thing about us. <laughs> that really, that really, you really nailed it. <laughs> we're incredible. Uh, so uh, let's start this uh, uh, year-end wrap-up with a little segment that we call What Have You Seen? Lately, uh, and I am curious as to what you fellas have seen lately. Why don't we start with you, uh, Steve Skelton? Uh, have you seen anything new uh, or old uh, recently that has struck you? Or- uh, I did. I did just watch uh, Emily the Criminal, and I think that's is that Netflix. Was it, is that out on the Netflix? It's on one of the damn services. It's on Netflix. Aubrey Plaza, uh, uh, crime character study mm-hmm. uh, movie. And I, th- I thought she was very, very good in it, um, but I didn't. I wasn't into the movie that much. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was like I think it was like it was a nice kind of like you know the the character study of you know somebody stuck in the life of crime and getting you know not able to get out of it. But it didn't really do anything new, mm-hmm. like plot wise. There wasn't like any of the twists weren't like oh that's a different take on where we're going with this kind of story. Um, so, I, you know, I was I was kind of, I was kind of left a little flat with kind of the the movie in general. But I thought she was very good. Yeah, this is part of the Aubrey Plazasance, right? The Plazasance. Yeah. Is that is she's experiencing a renaissance? Was she? Yeah, yeah I mean, she was she, just she, on she White her, Lotus too, right? Yeah, she took herself from um, from sort of like you know sitcom character actress who does one thing and was sort of given more and more roles and, and more and more opportunities. And it's, yeah, she's, uh, I think she's doing good work. She's a nice. Yeah. Nice yeah no, no, that, that, that's why I was like, I thought she was really, really good in, in, in this. I just, um, yeah, just the, for me, at least anyway, I kind of was like, you know, Oh, and I kind of know all the beats of where it was going. Yeah. yeah my sister um, was just telling me I have to see it just yesterday. So I, I, it's, it's still, I agree with you, Skelton, but it, I was, uh, as far as the movie overall, but I was entertained by it and I did enjoy it. And yeah, a, and a lot of it has to do with Aubrey Plaza. I would yeah, say. no, no, that's what I'm, yeah. And that's, you know, that's really what I, I'm saying is, is, you know, I think her performance, um, you know, elevated the whole, the whole thing. Um, so, so even though it was kind of like, you know, for me anyway, a lot of the, the, the plotting was like, oh, I can, I, I see where this is going you know, very, very early in the movie, I was still engaged by her. Yeah, right, right on. Well, have, uh, anything else? Or have you seen anything else? Or was that? Did it? you want me to keep going, or do we just round, 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 robin? We can round robin it, uh, Falk. What, what, yeah, what let's it, come on. Let's yeah, let's, let's round robin. Let's up. mix it up. What uh, have you seen? Uh, well, the, the most recent thing I saw last night was Empire of Light, which is Sam Mendes's uh, oh, Olivia yeah. Coleman. Um, uh, 1980s tribute to the power of movies and the power of racism. Um, <laughs> tribute to uh, yeah, uh, tribute it was to. you know he always makes really nice looking movies, um, and this is yeah. no different. Um, but movies about the power of movies uh, are generally pretty fucking uh, uh, cheesy and um, 
and kind of caught up their own ass, and this was no different. Um, you know, it, it, it overly sentimental, and it's sentimentalizing something. I mean, it's clearly, you know, part of why Sam Mendes loves the movies is this era of filmmaking and, and this, you know, and, and these kind of experiences in the in the south of, of England. Um, but, you know, for me, I just wanted to see a good movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Olivia Coleman huh. is schizophrenic and, and sort of, you know, displays of manic schizophrenia are always kind of problematic for me. Um, it's just sort of like a, it's like easy shorthand for a crisis. In a, mm-hmm. in a movie, and you know what I mean, where yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, something it's like watching someone sick. I mean, that's okay. Well, that's the that's the crisis, and it's not really. It kind of strips the character of then any uh, um, autonomy or, or power. They're just in the throes of being crazy, and it's you know, and it, it, I don't know. It's too much like generalized mania. Um, it, it reads like that on camera, so. That was a little annoying, um, but you know, yeah. All in all, it was not not it didn't quite didn't work really. Well, that's a sad story. I saw uh, the menu. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. with the Ray Fines and the yeah. John Leguizamo and the lady from the Chess Show and Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, and all those other people in it uh, who were very good. It's a it was a great cast. Uh, it, it it I I. I found it so um, like like fifty percent kind of dull and fifty percent frustrating because I didn't mm-hmm. understand why. Do you know what the movie's about at all? I mean, it's like weird. I don't want to spoil so I, it. I don't want to know what happens, but I generally know that it's this uh, this this unique uh, restaurant experience. But something's very dark going on, and then there's chaos, and they let them all run out and probably yeah. hunting. I don't. Who the fuck but it's not that. That's just like a a moment in the yeah. movie, like a five minute stretch in the movie. Most of it is is just people sitting around dinner tables talking in a bizarre situation violent situation but it i don't know i just it's one of these movies that you know i like the concept but ultimately its execution was too irritating like you wanted a different movie probably yeah yeah i i guess i wanted something else not what they gave me um and and like 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 at a, a disappointing restaurant yeah yeah it was like a disappointing restaurant the the it was bad food and the portions were too small. Uh, um, and also I, I just, Ray Fiennes is a guy I'm trying to figure out, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out why he's beloved. I, I just, he doesn't, he never brings anything like wildly entertaining to any material that I've seen. I mean, he's serviceable, but I don't understand why he's considered you know, top tier, you know, genius level actor. I, I just, I, I must have missed those movies because uh, this wasn't one. He was just sort of a flatline. Hmm. You know, I, mean, I what? like Ray Fiennes, but, but it, you know, it just may not be, he may not be your cup of tea. He's definitely not my cup of tea. And he, I, I just, also, he's not scary. So, and he no, needed to be he's scary. He's like Sting's solo work to you. Like, you'll put on a police <laughs> album, but. Sure, then yeah. Once he hooks up with Branford Marcellus, you're sort of like, mm, not for me. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's, I guess that's right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the menu, I, and most people love it, but I guess I'm on the, 
I'm an outlier on this one. I, di- I didn't care for it. Skelton, what's your next one? Um, the next one I saw uh, recently was, I believe it's a, a French kind of action genre horror mashup movie called A Saloon. Um, and it's uh, 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 about a three uh, African mercenaries who were uh, helping stop a coup and then have to go on the run and then they end up uh, in this little village uh, and there's more to it than this end up this little village but the village is kind of beset by demons mm. so it kind of turns into a oh a, yeah a I saw and uh, I I liked it um I it's a it's pretty uneven so because of the kind of the genre mashing um it it suffers from a lot of the same kind of problems when you're mashing up different genres that the pacing gets crazy and weird and wild and all over the place but uh uh I kind of liked they they do the demons and the effects of the demons are actually done pretty well and they're done kind of like this swarms of wasps is what they kind of that form into kind of human bodies and 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 fly around. So I think that there's some really cool uh, uh, camera work and sequences in the whole thing that I really really liked. So it kind of kept me into it when it, in between the bits where it kind of meandered a bit and, mm. and and ran off the rails and then something cool visually would happen that uh, that really grabbed me and so I, I enjoyed it. Nice. Cool. Uh, Falk, what's your uh, your um, next? Time? Let's see, I mean, I've been watching a lot of old movies, but um, I did watch two modern documentaries that sort of go together that I, I actually like quite a lot. Um, one's called "Meet Me in the Bathroom," and the other called "Nothing Compares." Um, "Meet Me in the Bathroom" is about the um, like '99 to 2000 um, New York music scene, kind of following. Um, the formation of LCD Sound System and The Strokes oh. and the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and Moldy Peaches and a couple other bands. Um, and it was uh, it's it's quite good, um, uh, really good music if you like that era of, yeah, yeah. of music, um, and and pretty illuminating. And um, it, it's funny, LCD Sound System is is formed exactly how you would think it it would be. Um, just a guy who has no idea about EDM and then he takes shrooms. He's like, <laughs> like a, just a normal guy who takes shrooms and gets really into EDM and then he produces a lot of albums and then it's like, in his like late 30s, like maybe I could be a singer and starts this <laughs> band and that's exactly what he looks like. He looks like a accountant that once did shrooms and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and the strokes were, were fucking rich kids and so I don't feel sorry for any of them. Um, <laughs> Uh, who met at like a boarding school in like Geneva or something? <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, "No, we're Detroit dirtbags." No, not really. Um, and then nothing compares to Sinead O'Connor story. Um, oh yeah. And uh, I, I'd been getting really into Sinead again later, just sort of um, those first two albums, um, and uh, and watching like performance videos of her and shit. And uh, this movie is is great. It. it, it it, it, she's so complicated and so underappreciated um, for her bravery, and um, you know because she kind of yeah went no out. she was she was destroyed she was destroyed uh, in for, the for taking a stand in the media and for yeah. for being brave and not, yeah, and for being right and for being right you know and um and it's you know and and she kind of narrates it in her kind of destroyed voice and um. But it's it's God. She was just a magnetic personality. Really, really worth watching. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, my next one will would be uh, Violent Night. I saw that. Uh, 
in the theater. <laughs> I, I guarantee you were disappointed. Yeah, I was very disappointed by it. <laughs> How did you know? I, I, I wasn't. I know what Todd wanted, and I know that movie's not didn't deliver. <laughs> no, it di- it really didn't. I it, di- it certainly didn't deliver on any of its marketing promises. But also, it was. I mean, I think Falk is the kind of movie that would aggravate you because I know you don't like movies that strive to be campy, uh, and and this movie definitely does. And and when it was over, I thought, oh, you know what this movie wished it was was Hobo with a shotgun. Huh. And that's also what I wish it was, but it, it, it didn't go far enough. Uh, I mean, it was totally all over the map. The acting was like, everybody was in a different movie. Most of the movies were like over the top campy. So the actors were being very silly and it was like, well, none of this works to like bad acting has to be genuine for it to be enjoyable for me. Like if you're pushing being over the top, if you're trying to be in a trauma movie versus yeah yeah if you're if you're winking while you're doing yeah it. yeah look I'm crazy isn't this crazy I don't know it just and it got really boring there wasn't enough violence there weren't enough jokes um, and maybe you know I I have to file at this point David Harbor into the same place as Ray Fiennes I know he's beloved and you know I've liked stuff that he's been in and all that stuff but I'm not sure that he can carry something at least not for me. Yeah, I I don't I don't mean to be mean, but you know it just I. So you're really not going to be into the the Fines Harbor buddy comedy <laughs> uh, team up. I'll try it. I'll try it. I mean, I'll because everybody the, loves the those. Remake, remake of Running Scared with Harbor <laughs> and Fines. Fines Harbor. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. Uh, Scott, you got any more? Um, uh, I got a, a third one here that I'd seen recently. I've only seen recently because I, cause I missed it, uh, when it, when it came out, but I watched the, the woman King, mm, mm-hmm. uh, which I quite liked. I enjoyed it too. That was fun. Yeah. I thought it was a really, uh, uh, really beautifully shot movie and very well acted movie and some great actiony, uh, uh, fight scenes. And even though it wasn't predominantly like it was kind of like marketed as high action, um, it really wasn't. No, like, you know, it has it has some intense action, but that's not, you know, that's it's not like set piece after set piece. No, it's more of a Braveheart situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I liked it too. I thought it was uh, good, and the action in it is very good. Yeah. Um, I guess they got, you know, they underplayed some historic elements of the true story. Yeah, I mean that's like it's in any in any you know two hour movie about a historical event that's. There's usually always something really important and and complicated that is left out. Yeah. And they also, you know, there's composite characters and yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure a lot of it didn't really happen. I mean, I know like Hollywood movies when they do history, you know, fictionalized history, they they try to adhere to the facts as much as possible, you know, like uh, Hitler being shot in a French theater at the end of *Inglorious Bastards*. These are things yeah, that yeah. Hollywood holds dear. So yeah, it's like it. it yeah, striving for accuracy. Yeah, it, it, it would have been more fun, I think, ultimately, if it had just been a fiction, because it's just kind of a fun, you know, underdog warrior war yeah, yeah. movie. Um, it's kind of a bummer that you know 
people have to explain to us, no, no, you, you don't understand the actual history of it and go, oh, that's not as fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, you know, good for them. They made a good movie. Uh, Fal- Falk, you got another one? Yeah, well, th- this isn't my third, but I'll just, I'm happy to mention briefly that I showed my four and seven year old uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and they both loved it. Ah, nice. It was a, it was a major victory. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what, like, were there moments in particular that they reacted to that you were like, oh, cool, they like that? Or? Well, I had bought, the, <laughs> I had bought them a, a children's book version of Ferris Bueller's Day Off <laughs> to prime them and teach them the mythology. And so they were very excited when it came to life. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. No, uh, they, they, they liked the whole thing. They they loved yeah, like when he was on the float dancing. And oh, they, yeah. They, they loved uh, Cameron uh, doing the, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. I'll keep calling. I'll keep calling. All <laughs> <laughs> the sequences. And I, yeah, I got to say, it's it's still, it's just a fucking brilliant movie. It's I agree. Up, um, yep. Compl- it's, like, almost completely holds up. It, it's definitely one of the best John Hughes movies for me. And it does hold up. And, and It really for, does. That central performance, I mean, all the performances, but... But particularly, Matthew Broderick is fucking just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And the and the casual racism is surprisingly light for a John Hughes. It is, it's very light for a John. Yeah, for yeah for the period and for Hughes. Yeah, it's um, impressively light. It is. And, um, and I guess they're making a spinoff about the one racist bit in that movie, which is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, then uh, I did see. Um, Another documentary called Loudmouth that I'll mention because it's uh, we have mm. a friend friend of the pod, uh, Josh Alexander, direct wrote and directed it, um, and it's about Al Sharpton and uh, it's oh oh yeah 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 and uh, it, it's really good. It's like all the perceptions one has of Al Sharpton. Uh, if you don't know your history as I don't about like New York politics in the eighties, you learn a lot and. He's really um, magnetic, and um, it, it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's an, I hate saying, like, it's an important documentary, but you really learn a lot about serious issues, and um, and it's really well done. I like it a lot. Loudmouth. That does That's sound good. good. All right. Um, I, the other movie I saw in the theater recently uh, was Bones and All, which I guess is based on a young adult uh, novel uh, about kids who are cannibals the kids oh cannibal kids cannibal kids falling in love it's uh, uh, Timmy Timmy Chalamet yeah it's that guy oh it's a Chalamet it's that guy from Dune and guess what it's, du- it's Mr. Dune it's Timmy Mr. Shally. It's 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 Dooney Dunes it's Timmy Dune Timmy Dune <laughs> T-Shall T-Challa the T T Dune. The T Dune. The T Shall Dooner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was in that uh, program. Uh, I I it was very slow. I took Colby Hillary and I took Colby to see it. Uh, and like an hour into it, he leans over to Hillary and he goes, "How much more is left of this?" Oh no. <laughs> Never a good sign. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll give it this. When there is gore, which there's precious little of it, it's really disgusting and oh, no. really gross. All right. uh, but uh, it's ultimately not that interesting. I mean, it's just you're hanging out and you watching cannibals fall in love. It's, it's like hard to... Get on board for that. I don't know. It's weird. It's the, yeah. it's like, you know, like Twilight, you know, the romance between supernatural creatures and all that crap. 
and that that's what this is. It's just another Twilight ripoff. But rip just off. with cannibals. But cannibals is not. I don't know. It's. I don't know if it's the right way to go. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it was a pretty movie. It was very pretty. Um, the leads and everybody else. I'll say uh, just to throw this in because I feel like I've been entirely negative this entire segment. Uh, I saw a documentary as well uh, on, uh, I think on Netflix, uh, called "Is That Black Enough for You?" Um, yeah, and, Elvis, Elvis Mitchell. Yeah, and yeah. I loved it. I oh, good. I loved it. I mean, I love I, I love seventies black exploitation. So anybody who's taken me on a a journey understanding that history is 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 all right with me. And I I loved. Mitchell's perspective on all of it was really, really cool. And the way he brought his family into it. I mean, it's really, it's like, it's a documentary, but it's so much of it is just a commentary from his point of view mm. about <laughs> this history. And, and I actually thought that was a cool choice. He's not on camera. You know, I don't like it when the documentarians, it's like, you're just following a documentarian around Russia, uh, like learning about, you know, Cannibal Island, not Sano or whatever that island was called. You know, I don't like it when it's just the duck, but he's not in it. It's just his voice and his reflections and his families, his generationally, their reflections on cinema. I don't know. I thought it was really good. If you oh, haven't nice. seen it. All right, I gotta yeah. see it. No, that's great. Good to hear. Check it out. So let's uh let's move on uh to our our theme, which is a wrap up of uh twenty twenty two at the movies. I am going to ask uh, you guys just to uh, give me uh, your overall impressions of the year uh, in, in movies compared to the last few or any year, really. And uh, and then uh, I'm going to ask you uh, for your top three movies, your your favorite movies. They don't even have to be the best movies. The movies you had the most fun you know, watching and then uh, the biggest disappointment for you because I like to have a, a, a good portion of negativity in the podcast that I do. That's weird. I've never noticed that from you before. <laughs> uh, Steve Falk, tell us, 2022, what was it for you cinematically? Was it was it great or was it me? Or was it... I mean, you know, it's, it's tough because as a, as a pure viewer – of movies, there is a smorgasbord when I can't get out of the house, which is often because I have little small children. There's a lot to watch, and and that's a that's a, a that's a nice thing. Um, but you know, with with uh, with heavy choice comes heavy responsibility. It's, it's you know, it's fucking tough to find to to appreciate anything or, or or find something you want to see or you know, it's it's a it, it's a deeply it changes my relationship with the movies and it, and it, and it, it, it you know, look, I'm, I'm the biggest booster of, of movies, but it does make me get out to the movie theater less. If I know something's going to be, you know, streaming or available for five ninety nine at home. In a yeah. Couple of weeks, yeah. You can, you I, can get to it. It'll be around in a couple of months. Yeah. Like I, you know, with, with COVID and kids, it, it doesn't make the movies that attractive. And I love nothing more than being in a movie theater. Um, I, I agree. Just to like one of my experiences throughout the year is I, I, I've gone out to the movies, you know, because I don't have small children. I just have a big child who sometimes even will go with us. But most of my theatrical experiences were disappointed versus I saw so many stuff, so many new movies streaming that I liked more. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I you know, I still get out whenever I can and and um, if I possibly can. But anyway, I, I you know they they've done themselves a disservice. I think um, <clears throat> you know everything everywhere was a big hit. That was one like high, high point for for movies. I think um, yep. just in terms of of you know a twenty four coming out with this weird little movie by these you know not super well known directors, the Daniels, and um, with no big star. I mean Michelle Yeoh, but. Um, she's more of a big international star, I think, right? Than than and anyone else. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis in a in sort of a weird supporting role, but but for that to do really well and ha- be a big high point, especially for independent cinema, I think was really good. And you yeah. know, there's a few like weird bright spots. It's basically all superheroes. It's all superheroes and minions and um, and to me that or and or or Jurassic Parks's and. To me, that's... You're, you're, you're Jurassic Park. To me, that Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, there's a few sort of bright spots for original stories, like Menu, or, you know, which made, like, I don't know, 60, 60 so far, or something? 60 million? Like, it's made a shocking amount. Um, even Dog, which I'm not... I don't care about that. It looked too faith-based to me, but um, but that did really well. Smile and and... Elvis and and Barbarian and um, uh, Black Phone, you know those, those, or even Woman King. I mean, these are movies that yeah. that I think exceeded expectations and did pretty well at the, at the movie theater. And and uh, you know, it, every week lately, it's been you know all the all the award movies are, are bombing at the box office, and um, and you know each week is is uh, until next week when Avatar comes out is is lower record lower than than the previous. But at the same time. There just isn't. There aren't that many movies in the pipeline. COVID really um, killed that, and uh, and 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 also, you know, people moving their uh, positioning their movies towards streaming. So there isn't that much to see. And it seems like when there are things that are interesting to see, people will still come, and not just superheroes, which they will still come in record numbers. But but movies like Smile or or, or Black Phone or, or Menu or Woman yep. King. So I, those are kind of bright spots. Um, uh, but you know, but for me, it was I think generally distressing. I guess my the question I have about well, and you can tell us your top three uh, movies, but I just wonder like how many of those movies that did well and performed well, and did you see slash and like? Uh, just a couple of them. Bar- Barbarian, I, I thought was uh, okay, but but. I was shocked by how original people say that twist is. It mm. felt incredibly familiar to me, um, but oh, okay, mm. that's fair. Um, uh, and uh, and I saw. Um, oh no, that's that's it. Yeah, I only saw that and everything everywhere, which I liked a lot. But I haven't seen Smile or or, or Dog or Elvis or Black. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Dog or Elvis myself. Yeah, I mean, and my three. Do uh, you want me to just jump into my three favorite mm-hmm. movies? Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, okay. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Um, it, it, it gave me what I wanted and more. It does what it, it says on the tin. It, it does what it says on the tin. But also it didn't do things that I assumed it would. I thought a 35 years later uh, testosterone film sequel, filled sequel would would make a lot of the pro- the mistakes that you thought a movie like that would. And it and it really yeah. it really avoided them to a, a, a shocking degree and then surpassed the visual uh uh excitement of the first movie by a nth degree. And yeah, yeah, yeah. um 
you know, it's 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 all Tom Cruise. It's, it's they did they didn't try to fix what wasn't broken with Top Gun. They just did it better. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, and you know, it's not that Tom Cruise always does things great the second time around, like Mummy, but you know, but uh, uh, this was you know the first one was uh, him. Uh, anyway, so um, I love Jackass Forever. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love that too. Um, uh, uh, it just is, um, is so fun and joyful and, and stupid. And those are things I love. Uh, innocent, you know, it's innocent despite all the ball play. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's so much cock in that movie. There's so much cock. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I think that my third favorite because I have kids was probably Turning Red. I, it was a bad year for Pixar and, and yeah, yeah, animated no, movies I like in Turning general. Red too. But Turning Red was um, good. You know, I think Lightyear didn't do well, and obviously this new um, Disney animation movie, Strange, 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 Strange World, Strange, Strange World, Strange World, was, was uh, a, a, you know a massive bomb. Um, but you know, I, I, I will say I had no idea it was out. So that's kind of not only on the audience, but maybe on the marketing department. Um, but Turning Red was, I thought, just. It's what they do well. They do they they tell very specific stories that manage through the magic of good writing and good storytelling to be incredibly universal. And mm-hmm. um and and Turning Red certainly was was incredibly um singular in its vision and um and uh, ultimately really really uh heartwarming and satisfying and illuminating on Subjects you don't really talk, we don't really talk about, like like um, like puberty, you know, <laughs> yeah, and menstruation. Um, I have to give an honorable shout out to the Northmen, which I thought was uh, just fucking bonkers. That's on, that's on my list. And, yeah. and no, no. well, I'll let you talk about it, but yeah, Northmen. <laughs> yeah, I'm all I like about it. Too. And I thought, and I, I had no interest in seeing it whatsoever when I saw the yeah, trailer. Yeah, 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 I'm not a I I was I wasn't an Eggers fan until I saw The Northman. I was like, you didn't oh, see Lighthouse? Oh, you didn't like Lighthouse? I didn't like I didn't like Lighthouse, and oh, I didn't God. and I didn't like The Witch either. Um, yeah. there, yeah, but this one, yay! Uh, yeah. I was into it. Um, yeah. w- what was your biggest uh, disappointment? Oh, we're going there. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna. We're gonna... You want to go from? I, I gotta. I gotta. I, I do you want to wait? Do you want to wait? We'll all do our let's disappointments. Let's wait and do our. Yeah, yeah. let's do oh, all well, the disappointments. To, let's be disappointed together. Okay, then we have uh, many times. <laughs> then it's skeleton. It's your turn for your overall impression and your top three. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, I echo a lot of what Falk was saying. Um, you know, I think you know with the streaming windows being so close to theatrical releases because there's generally about forty five days that does put a damper on like, well, you know, do I want to get out to the theater or do I just want to wait for it to show up on streaming? And, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll remember in a month or two about it and then and then watch the movie that way. And that's kind of uh, kind of been my approach because also with like COVID, um, you know, I, I purposefully avoid theaters, but I also try, you know, when I go to the movies, I usually try and do it early in the morning because um, mm-hmm. I like empty theaters um, even before uh, uh, a pandemic. I always liked empty theaters, so uh, so that's usually when I go anyway. But so when I go now, it's it's for something that you know uh, I think is like oh this is something I really want to see on the big screen, so like yeah. a Top Gun um, or something like that. Um, and then you know I've also you know I, I agree we're in this this era of this 
glut of uh, comic book movies, even though I'm a big comic book fan, I'm tired of it. Um, and I think it's the, the cracks are showing in Marvel, um, most definitely because, you know, their, their, their output, you know, the latest output hasn't been, it's getting more and more just kind of all over the place. Although I was pretty, I was pretty impressed by, uh, the, uh, Black Panther sequel, Mm. um, and just how they dealt uh with it and and is very personal um so uh i i'm not so i'm not 100 percent sure how solid of a movie it is outside of the context but you also can't really remove the context Mm -hmm. so um so for that i i i enjoyed it um i actually thought the 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 action was better um, in the second one than the first one, um, more interesting at least, because uh, you had fish people and they fought fish people on a big boat. Oh man! Uh, right. So uh, they were like, uh, they were them avatars, them. Pan- yeah, they were the avatars. Nob- they, had to, uh, <laughs> they had to fight the nobbies, nobbies, nobbies. So I think we're kind the of the like nurus, the nuru massages. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, like the comic book movie now is kind of like the western. Was yeah, you know yeah. when the Western genre dominated uh, movies uh, for a huge period of time. So I think you know, may, maybe we'll start to get out of it in the next ten years. Who knows? Um, but I mean, if you if you've seen the new Walter Hill Western, it's clear all the money is going into superhero <laughs> movies. <laughs> but but like but like Falk, but like Falk was saying, there's also like there's there's been a lot of room for a lot of really cool and interesting and innovative um, smaller movies. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, it seems like, it feels like that there's in the audience, there's a desire and a hunger for those. And the hard part is just figuring out how to get people into theaters, um, uh, to, to give, to give those movies kind of the success that they need in order for more of them to be made instead of, you know, diverting more funds into, uh, you know, another, uh, you know, comic book movie starring the rock. Yeah, I agree. I didn't see Black Adam because I did. Oh, mm, that, 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 again, that, again, is that one of your again, three favorite movies? It's a, it's a middling. It was a middling movie. And Pierce Brosnan was really fun as Doctor Fate, and that's about all you can I can say about that. My three favorite top three movies uh, this year. Um, it's actually there's actually some uh, some really good stuff uh, on the list, um, but I went with The Northman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just because I was so surprised and delighted at how. Uh, <laughs> how he managed to like make a art house movie be also like really viscerally violent and gross, <laughs> and and that combo really worked nicely for me. Yeah, it was really just I was I was just grabbed and riveted by uh, th- that that whole movie. So and I, really, I, you know, I I scoffed at his like attention to period detail, but it, when I read about it and. That the the finickiness of it, but man, it, it it really put you in a time and place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my only complaint about that movie is not enough Bjork. <laughs> is there That's ever true. enough Bjork? Though? Never. There's never, never enough Bjork. Well, uh, but if second, you do make a movie in Iceland, you have to have Bjork. You have to. You're oh, yeah. legally no, it's, obligated. It's in, it's uh, in the constitution. Bjork. Federal constitution. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second, my second favorite uh, movie was uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh yeah, I still haven't watched that. I gotta watch that. And it is, it's just a bonkers movie that succeeds in its intent of 
constant absurd escalation. Okay. And it just gets it just keeps getting more and more bonkers and and like you were saying earlier, everyone is playing it very straight. Great. And that's that's how and that's how the this that that's how the heightened comedy really works. And yeah. Radcliffe is ridiculously funny in it. Oh um, good. And right, I can't uh, wait. And, oh, and I gotta so watch this. It's, I, I really I really really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Our, uh, it's a good. It's gonna be a good palate cleanser for like Bardo and Tar, and then just like <laughs> throw on Weird Al. <laughs> and then my and, and then my third my third favorite was a Prey. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that one too. Prey with the with the Comanche dub. The, yeah. It's oh, you watched the Comanche really, dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I really really enjoyed Prey. I thought that was a really yeah. Great I mean, no big deal. But I watch all my movies in Comanche. I just feel like <laughs> it's, uh, you know really close I mean, to you know. It's not for everyone. <laughs> not, not everyone can handle it. But... You know, I don't even own a TV, and I watched it in Comanche. <laughs> you just had your Comanche friends come by and do yeah. it. I try to uh, but, watch uh, my movies in that uh, African <laughs> click language. God, must be crazy. <laughs> That's but hardcore. yeah, no, but but Prey I thought was a really really fun tight uh, uh, reinvention of the Predator franchise. Yeah, it's yeah, good, it was I fun. think it's a good. Li- I didn't love it as much as you do, but I think it's a good lesson of of what to do to reinvent uh, or reinvigorate or rethink yeah. a, a, a yeah. tired franchise. Yep. Very yeah. smart, smart. Oh, well, smart. So I guess it's my turn. Um, I agree with you guys. Basically, I you know. Your intellectual reasons for the way things are make total sense. I mean, for me, if I just think about it purely emotionally from my perspective, I was disappointed too many times, I think, with the movies that I chose. And again, I didn't I, I didn't see a single DC or Marvel movie in the theater I did see the Jurassic World Dominion movie because it's dinosaurs, so I can't not. Um, and I can't say I was disappointed by it <laughs> because I wasn't expecting it to be good. Uh, and and at least it was like really long, so there was extra dinosaurs uh, <laughs> and and locusts and stuff. But yeah, it, like in general, like there was stuff I really liked, and I I, I feel like there was a lot of stuff that I'll watch like years down the road and, and still enjoy, uh, but that I don't think are great. You know, they didn't pop to a degree. It was just like, Oh, that was cool. You know, that was fun. That was a fun diversion. Like you mentioned barbarian before. And I agree with you, Steve. I don't think it was anything about it was at all original. Um, it just had like that weird narrative shift yeah. to, to Justin long halfway through. And that's fine. I like Justin long. Uh, enough uh, to hang out and do that stuff. Uh, so, I, like, I enjoyed that, but I wasn't like, whoa, that's the best thing. Uh, or, like, Bullet Train I really liked and The Lost City I really There was movies that I liked that I saw, but, like, so few blew me away. And I, and I feel like a lot of stuff, especially, like, the indie stuff that I was supposed to love. And I liked, uh, I liked the Michelle Yeoh movie, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, too, um, although I thought it was too long, um, but I, well, it was everything everywhere. <laughs> all at once. Yeah. But it, all at once would, it would have been a lot shorter. We should have been shorter. It should have been. It yeah, should, that's a good point. It's a, a it's a minute movie. It's a minute movie. It just, you sit down, it jams itself into your brain and then you leave and then that's it. Um, 
I, uh, but yeah, I guess there's a lot of reasons, the COVID thing and all that. So I guess that makes sense. And I feel a little bit, I don't feel like this sad thing, like movies are dying. Like a lot of people say, uh, just in general, this movie I thought was sort of this year cinematically was kind of lackluster, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, there, there is a, for, for people who make movies, there's a, um, there's a lot of fear, and I, I do think it, it. You you may not feel the the trauma as a as a moviegoer, but like, you know, there's going to be a lot less opportunity because movies that should, you know, would have reliably made their money back, um, you know, at fifteen million or, or whatever, aren't doing that, and I and yeah. so people are going to get a lot afraid of making movies that aren't. You know the 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 more tentpole or extreme genre, you know, mid range extreme genre movie. Um, this is but, why, and yeah. I don't like. I don't want anyone to fail. I, I like praying for failure is a horrible thing to do, but I think it'd be really good for the movies on a lot of levels if Avatar two bombed real bad. I mean, I know that's a crazy fantasy, but imagine, imagine. Yeah. It's never a good idea to bet against James Cameron. No, I wouldn't. And I don't expect it to d- not do well. But if it didn't do well, like it is like if it does well, like maybe Avatar changed movies or something. I don't know. Uh, but Avatar 2 is not going to change anything unless it doesn't do well. If it doesn't do well, then the landscape might actually change to a degree. I don't know. It's such a specific case that I think you can still justify spending 200 million on the right movie based on the right IP uh, without without you know citing avatar as a reason why it won't work cuz avatar well, was a not it was a incredibly high money making movie that held zero cultural re- re- resonance you know 20 15 years later yeah um it, you know it, it, it's not part of the the language it's not but, part but of I, the but but i think landscape. but i think what you know what is likely to be a success coming back is the same the same thing that uh uh i think made the big one uh, the first, the original one the huge success that it was was that it when the horses felt dock like, penises <laughs> yeah when they dock their their yeah their penis braids um <laughs> <laughs> but it felt like a big giant tentpole comic book Marvel movie, but it didn't require any knowledge of the comic book history to understand what was going on. It was a very stripped down, simplistic storytelling that I think had it. That that's what gave it its kind of more global appeal and its ease of being able to to jump around uh, globally. And that's where. You know, I think that's where that success is. So I think, you know, he's kind of, you know, it almost it almost seems like it might have been would have done worse if he would have made the sequel sooner because it has kind of fallen out of the cultural consciousness. And so Avatar 2 is going to feel just like a brand new movie mm-hmm. globally. And people go, oh, yeah, I kind of remember those blue people. OK, let's go. So it's it's just IP. The first one is just IP. Not, not a, a movie before the the second one. It's <laughs> well, an IP. Yeah. This movie's based. This movie, the, Avatar Two, is based on the IP Avatar. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of what it feels like, though. That it? is, yes, it does. That's kind of funny. It's a, well, yeah. well, isn't that what sequels are? Well, They're... no, I sorry, I'm kind of high, but I do see. <laughs> like, I guess my distinction is that 
what, what Skelton was saying is just people remember that there is an avatar. Yeah. Mm, and, right. Right. And so it 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 has it has mental real estate. Mm-hmm. You know whether you visited that real estate in a, in a while, but you know it's like anything. Like if you make a movie on about GI Joe dolls suddenly in the in the late nineties or early two thousands, people aren't still playing with GI Joe dolls, but it it it, it still holds part of our brains you because know? we remember it. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. I, I, I my joke my what what I thought was funny is that Avatar two is holds the exact same place. People don't remember <laughs> the movie that they just know it was a thing that maybe they enjoyed once or yeah yeah. yeah so yeah. let's yeah let's let's go see this one. Why not? Yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, blue people. Hey, yeah. whoop-de-doo. Right. Um, the thing I don't understand about all the trailers that I've seen in this movie is it's all cartoon. Yeah, I I literally can't get behind this movie because it just looks like a, a bunch of really good cut scenes. From yeah, it lo- yeah, exactly. It looks like a video game. And maybe that's why it's still called Avatar. But the first movie, if I remember it rightly, it was about people. Well, I think there's, pe- there's people. They'll, they'll be, there's people in this one, too, because the oh, okay. are the bad guys. Oh, okay. So uh, they just don't show them in the trailers, right? Yeah. No, they're they're showcasing the cutscenes. Why? Why not have some? Because they're pretty. Yeah, it looks boring, um, but that's just me. Uh, let me tell you my top three. You <laughs> you guys already uh, Avatar, and then the, uh, the Ava- incoming Avatar two, Avatar three, two, four and five, Avatar two, <laughs> way of water, Avatar three, way of dirt. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the next one is. Uh, you guys already had two of mine in your list. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is in, in my list uh, because yeah, that actually felt like a giant Hollywood movie that we don't get felt, much of. It felt like it felt like a Tony Scott movie. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was cool. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was dumb. It was dumb, and it was fun. Yep. Everything uh, I wanted. Yeah, and more. it's like military propaganda, but okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has, he has all the yeah the jingoistic <laughs> propaganda and uh, my right. favorite. My, and what I love is that Tom Cruise. Everyone, he, he's found his sweet spot with romance. They just give you a tiny dash of it, and that's enough. Like that's yeah. all you can buy. It's yeah. just like, yeah. oh, here's a girl. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure they fuck. And then they're kind of, <laughs> but you don't, off, you don't want to, you don't want to see it, you know, no. I mean, you know, like, we, yeah, that's all we need. A little, little sprinkling of an idea that he's straight, but we don't, let's not pay attention to it. <laughs> yeah. We don't really need to yeah. worry about that. Let's, develop. let's not, let's yeah, get, no. get, get in the plane. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, jump, jump off of something. Go yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're having sex with a lady. That's great. Now jump off. Of now, something. now run. <laughs> yeah. It's run. Like, and, and he's also, I guess he's realized that he's also realized that he, it's not, it, it's really pointless trying to butch up by always holding a baseball bat in a movie or pretending <laughs> he's really into the Yankees. Uh, he, you know, even during the collapse of civilization, wanting to know what the Yankee score is. Uh, he was doing that uh, as recently as oblivion. He was doing it in oblivion, I know. No. Then, then he kind of stops. Prey was also on my list, Skelton. I like yep. that one. And I didn't hate the Hellraiser movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Hellraiser wasn't one of my favorites, but I enjoyed it, the Hellraiser uh, mm. reboot. And I know the Netflix Texas Chainsaw movie is really bad and everybody hates it. But honestly, it's an 80-minute slasher movie. 
and it delivers everything a slasher movie needs to deliver. So I don't know what the big deal was just because it wasn't like genius like the original. I don't know what people are expecting. Uh, <laughs> it's just weird. But Prey, I thought, was definitely of all the all the kind of direct to video reboots that came out this year. It was definitely the best realized one. Yep. Um, and my third one is uh, probably no surprise to you guys. Uh, Terrifier two. Um, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Because like I, that was the movie that I saw this year that like delivered on its promise marketing promises, which weren't much. It's like, it's going to make you puke. That was the whole, <laughs> that, was it. that was the whole thing. It was going to make you puke. And it's <laughs> fucking gross. It is super gross. And it's, <laughs> it's a fucking slasher movie about a clown based off of a short film that was part of a anthology, straight to video anthology movie that came out years ago. Uh, and, and it's, so disgusting and wrongheaded and shocking at every turn. And it's two and a half hours. <laughs> and Hill and I went to see it on su- a Sunday fucking night at 10 o'clock because we were like, oh, we're all restless. We're like, what do we do? And we went to see Terrifier 2 at 10 o'clock. We were there till almost one in the morning watching this movie. And you know, and and like we were so tired because we're old and we go to bed early. She's a school teacher, for God's sake. Uh, and but we were up for the whole thing and really had a good time. I don't know. It's just it, it is a punch in your gut kind of and may, try to make you puke movie. But it, it like went for it. And I, I guess that's what I was missing from most of the movies I saw this year yeah. is mm-hmm. this movie fucking went for you it. Wonder you wouldn't be kicked in the balls. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like you guys remember when we saw like Rambo together, the one with oh, yeah. Julie oh, Benz oh. and oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. and like how I was like a like a 13 year old, like super excited and happy just to be watching this garbage, you know, yeah, when, or like when Stallone gets up on the truck and murders half of Burma. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, like, and then he outruns a nuke, you know, yeah. all that kind of dumb stuff. I, it's like I was it's just when you go for it 100 percent like that, I am on board, yeah. you know, and Terrifier 2. I mean, there's been so many horror movies like the aforementioned Smile and 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 uh, the Barbarian or Barbarian or whatever it was called. And uh, this is the only horror movie out of all the ones I saw this year that that like was about just scaring the fuck out of you and trying to get a rise out of you, trying to be a thrill, trying to be a roller coaster, trying to be a horror movie. I think, I think the concept of elevated horror, which, you know, back in the seventies would have been called literary horror. You know, it's this trend is like to make it, you know, to hit all those Robert McKee notes of character development and story beats and all that stuff. And nobody's concerned about scaring you anymore. About, yeah, it's, actually, it's about making form. you think and, yeah. and like, well, how does this relate to, you know, the me too movement or this thing that's going on over here? So, you know, all these political, socio-political things happening in this elevated horror stuff. And here's a movie that just wants to offend you. And <laughs> I don't know. It's There's just for me. about that. Yeah, it's refreshing, but it's not like it's not offensive like a Dave Chappelle show. It's 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 offensive in the way a good horror movie should be. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so kudos to that. Um, um, 
Skelton, why don't we start with you? Your biggest uh, disappointment? Uh, what was your... my, my biggest disappointment was was Barbarian. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it's because I saw it after it had been out, you know, for a while, and all the hype had, you know, built it all up, and and uh, and uh, I, I watched it, and uh, I think the first act is a really uh, well done, uh, you know, you know escalating tension uh uh little horror movie it has a real nice close-up jump scare at the end uh and uh and then you know the the tonal shift to going to justin long was fine i was i i went along with it i was like okay oh and he you know okay now i see how he's connected so i'm like okay but for me the biggest disappointment was the third act Mm -hmm. which is where you know the the movie had set up itself is this kind of trying to be trying to be grounded horror-y uh, uh, world and then the third act is just kind of a the, the monster's just like a Freddy Krueger that just keeps showing up after it's clearly been killed oh um, yeah so well. like it, it's a it's a it's a it's a you know it's the the subterranean you know inbred uh, you know human that is somehow superhuman uh and and unkillable and you know and for you know so so i felt like it got lazy with its rules in act three Mm. and that that's where that's where it really fell apart for me yeah it was i felt like it was i mean i liked it and i was fine with act three because i'm fine if things go stupid at the end i I like to i like the first half and then yeah yeah really started i i I was fine with that i totally get that criticism a lot of people were comparing it calling it this year's malignant and and i think that's where it falls short it's not it's not as bad shit it's not as bad shit crazy as malignant was no i wouldn't call it bad shit crazy at all yeah yeah it's kind of standard it's it's pretty i mean it's pretty standard horror tropey yeah uh, stuff um so it wasn't yeah it didn't that that's kind of i think where my big disappointment was is i was waiting for oh what's this gonna do that's gonna it's yes ending the horror tropes and it really didn't do anything it just used existing standard horror tropes yep i agree uh Falk, what was your uh, biggest disappointment? Well, I got I got to give a couple, I'll, I'll, just because I've been disappointed so many times this year. <laughs> you got to give you got to give proper airtime to your disappointment. Yeah, one of them is uh, uh, Inaratu's Bardo, uh, or a series of I don't know, unfortunate event, whatever it's called. Um, just his head so far up his ass, middle aged guy, wah. It's hard to be <laughs> an artist, and uh, and women are tough, and uh, it really it really sucks a lot. It's beautiful, and he's a master of, of filmmaking. But you know, I love every I love movies like the, the Gravity and the Revenant and stuff like that. But this is just. But you, some some people shouldn't get introspective. Um, uh, I'm Sam Mendes. I'm also including you this year, and I guess Spielberg. Although I haven't seen Fableman's, I'm guessing this is a year of uh, six-year-old, six you know, male directors getting introspective and yeah, and I, feeling yeah. like wah. Um, movies about how much movies mean to me are is like the, my yeah, least exactly. favorite genre. There's of a movies. couple of them this year. Um, um, equally head up his ass was men. 
Ben, uh, Alex Garland. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. complete failure. Um, and you know, he took Jesse Buckley and and uh, I can't remember the dude's name and and made them both. R- uh, Rory Kinnear. Rory Kinnear made them both very uninteresting and and just dumb. It's just stupid as fuck. But then the movie that was stupid and fu- as fuck. But this is probably the only movie that has ever been criticized by be- by saying it's not the core. Is Moonfall? I forgot Moonfall came out this year. It's Shit. not Moonfall, the core. Moonfall should have been on my list. It's not the it's core. It's not the core. Uh, moon, the moon did not fall. No, Wait, no, it came. It got really low. Remember? It got real low. It should have been is... called Moon Low then. Uh, just I, it's it's everything I wanted a movie to be, and then it wasn't any of those things. Like all I wanted is the moon gets whacked out of orbit. <laughs> That's all I want in a movie, <laughs> and it just it just sucked. I'd rather stick with the the core of the Earth. Stop spinning. Mo- Moonfall was uh, the barbarian of disaster movies. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it kind of was. It all. Yeah, and also for whatever reason, like Emmerich shot it like he did that uh, Independence Day sequel. Like it's it was all like just drab. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have the Very like. Drab bright qualities of his other movies. It's weird. I don't know that, that choice. Um, uh, for me, the biggest disappointment of the year was definitely Nope. Mm. Because I, it just didn't deliver anything. I just, I thought it was ultimately kind of a boring movie. Well, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. Like, I wouldn't, I, didn't, like, I, I liked it, I liked it better than Barbarian. I'm not saying I hated it, and I'm not saying, you know, this turns me off of Jordan Peele forever. Not at all. Uh, he gets uh, many more shots, but what, uh, with as far as me putting eyes on his stuff, but I just, nope, it's just a, it's a no-burn movie, and, and then what keeps people involved is, videotaping or not videotaping you know phone shooting stuff and i just i don't know that just that's just a dumb reason to be involved in these things I yeah just i think it, it it left me it left me kind of cold for some reason the the um, emotional hook of the characters didn't hook me it did it, it you know i didn't feel it wasn't like richard dreyfus you know hmm. um desperate to to you know keep his family together but driven by this almost like childlike need to you know to find out like you know what i mean it it was yeah yeah it was more it was more laconic and and kind of um passive uh, yeah. in in the pursuit of whatever this is and you know and and thus it wasn't that that interesting i thought emotionally yeah and it was great to see michael wincott again like I've missed that guy, mm-hmm. but also why did he? Why was he there? I don't, I don't know. know. It <laughs> didn't make any sense. It was just yeah. a nonsense character, and I was, I, you know, it was just. Yeah. Uh, and again, I agree with you, Skelton. I didn't hate this movie. Yeah. Um, I just wanted a lot more. You know, I mean, I just wanted more. I yeah, le- yeah. I, I at least wanted the standard of us, which is nowhere near the standard of Get Out, but it, it just seems. I'm worried about the diminishing returns on, on, the, on these horror movies, but sure. uh, I'm sure he'll get his uh, his uh, mojo working again, at least for me. But some people people think Nope is brilliant. So a lot of people I love Nope. So yeah. Man. So what do I know? 
What do I know? It's just my dumb opinion. Hey, uh, we should play a game, but first, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I got to pee. And, oh, and man. then we'll play a really quick game. It's a really quick game. It's I'll a really right that Talk about how great I am while I'm gone. Todd is so cool. I mean, He's, Todd's so great. He's what, like, so should we just sit quietly until he comes back? Yeah, up? yeah, probably. What, what I love about Todd is. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, I'll, there's also the whole point, uh, like, anytime you're, you're, um, and it's just, a, and, you know, there's just, it's, you get that every time. Yep. No, no, no. It's, you know, you've, you've said it, you said it best. Yeah. I, I just, I'm so glad You know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good good guy. He has oh, a lot did of he fall he has, in? He has a lot of pillows. And, uh, oh, yeah, no, here he comes. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, it's just like it's been probably the most important relationship of the last, like, 30 years for me. Yeah. Oh, hey, Todd. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's, hey, what's going what's on? Are you guys just talking about me? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You talking about how good I was on uh, 911? Oh yeah, you were great. Is that the one? I is that the one where you? That. Is that the one where you fell on the car? Yeah, that's the one where I fell on. The car. Hey, I got a question before we get into the game. Um, this is I was. It's a. It's about your Grey's Anatomy. Uh, oh boy, okay. appearance. Yeah. Now, did I miss it, or at some point, like in the in the back half of the episode, mm-hmm. your character goes into a cardiac arrest, mm-hmm. and then we never find out if you live or die. Um, well, it's, it's like, it's, 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 I think, I think the, not the scene where we learned that was cut for time or something. It was never in the, uh, script that I got. It was always. Oh, so yeah, never. They were just like, eh, no one's going to give a shit about this idiot. They, they revived me and put me on life support. And as far as the, you know, the narrative for the series regulars is concerned, the, one of the. New series regulars. It's her first season. She's, you know, my doctor, and she's the one who intubates me. And, oh, okay. You know, oh, wait, maybe life. I did see that because I, I remember there was an intubation scene. I was looking at my phone a lot. Also, that's like, got, you, like, you, that's like got, if you weren't you got, if you weren't talking, then I was looking at my phone. Mm-hmm. So they, they, that might have been you being intubated. So you got you got intubate with a nurse. Yeah, a nurse, a doctor, a lady yeah, doc, a lady intubate, doctor. Intubate with a lady doctor. Yeah, yeah, a lady doctor and me got intubate on Grey's Anatomy. It was, uh, it's pretty sexy. I gagged, uh, like literally, because uh, they, like, there was one take, you know, because they do this thing, to they, because they want to make it look real as possible, so they, they jam, you know, they do the actual intubation. You have the like little metal thing they put in your mouth, you know, and it hurts your teeth. And then they put the tube in it and they snake it down in reality. But in the show they do, you know, they do a hiccup. They're like, okay, hiccup. And then they take the long tube out and they put a fake, you know, a short tube. So it looks like you're fully intubated and through the magic of editing, you know, but in this one take, they didn't call. You're just giving away all the TV secrets. Sorry, sorry. In this one take, they didn't call cut soon enough. And uh, God bless the actress. She was uh, following through on her intentions for the scene. And in the middle of the scene, I just went, (laughs) 
and uh, it ruined the take. And the cameraman said, "Well, at least we know Todd's got a good gag reflex." And that—that's and, fun. And that, and then we what a good done. joke. Yeah, it's a great, <laughs> great joke. Wow. Good, 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 cam, camera operators are so funny. Uh, I laughed on the day. It cut the tension. Uh, it was fine. I was fine. It was there was no no problem. These things happen. It was it was good times. If you were uh, a, if you were a female, he could have been arrested for saying <laughs> something like that. Oh my God, that's right. Um, it's okay. We hooked up after the shoot, <laughs> um, and you proved how your gag reflex could be overcome. Sorry, I just have to be mentally prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I know. I wasn't expecting it. That's all. You have you to feel jam, something. Can't jam something in, no, in my no. throat without telling me, "Hey, I'm not unless you're to... turned on." <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's play a game. This is a quick game, sort of a uh, uh, a wrap up of the year game. Um, it's a. I'm going to give you a quote, and all you have to do is name the movie the quote is from. Uh, I'll give you two points if you know it out of the gate, and if you want a hint, I'll give you a hint, and then it's just one point. And just so you know, I didn't pre-write any hints, so any hints will be completely improvised. So, you know, that's a cautionary tale. This, yeah, this we, should go off. We all know what a good <laughs> I- improviser you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, huh? So, and uh, here's the other. Uh, here's your, your first hint, which is free. Um, Wait, who's going first? Well, we'll flip a coin in a second. Oh. But before mm. we do, uh, I'm going. There's there's twelve of these, so you have a total of 12. oh, like the days of Christmas. You yeah, you can make you can get as many as twelve points if you have a perfect score uh, on this. Uh, you mean twenty four points? No, because it's twelve. It's twelve, 12 total, in total. Not twelve each. Okay. So you'll each have six. Yes. <clears throat> um, and uh, and uh, each quote. Each quote is from a month. So the first quote is from a movie that released in January. Ah, the okay. second quote okay. is from a, yeah, Okay. So we go through. Well, that's so, not there's 12 of them. There's 12. And uh, I should flip uh, something. I'll flip this, my, uh, my vape bar. And uh, heads is the side with the words. Uh, tails is the side without them. All uh, right. Uh, skeleton, do you want to call it in the air? Heads. This is bullshit. I'm sorry, it's tails. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yay. <laughs> well, this is fair. Do you? I mean, if you want to do rock paper scissors, and no, 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 no. I don't. No, no. I don't. I, like that. I, I like really that. don't. I win, I win, I win. All right. So, uh, Falk, you're going yes. first. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is a, a quote from a movie that came out in January of this year. You might actually be the most derivative one of all. I mean, Christ, the same house. What 2022 movie came out in January that featured that little sparkling bit of dialogue? I can read it again. No, uh, House. Is it the Texas Chainsaw? No. What is it? It was was Scream. Scream. Oh, okay. I forgot there was a movie of Scream this year. Yeah, came out in January. There's another one coming out. Uh, next year. I cool. Think. That doesn't help us now. No, it doesn't. Uh, Skelton. Yeah. 
You you came up with February because of the oh, toss of the vape pen. Great. Um, uh, here's your quote. It ain't a bunch of NASA scientists over here. You know what I mean? This isn't a Mensa convention. Moonfall. No, that's incorrect. Uh, <laughs> it would be Jackass Forever. Oh, okay. Well, that that, that makes more moonfall. sense than Jackass. <laughs> well, actually, that makes sense for Moonfall. Somebody could have said this that. Ain't a, this ain't a bunch of... Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. I thought they. I thought they were like at like a moon convention. Yeah, moon moonfall convention. <laughs> moonfall convention. <laughs> hey, I would go to a moonfall convention. That'd let's be, that would... let's, uh, let's moonfall con. You guys, we should uh, like campaign to like do for moonfall what the nerds did. Well, for no, we just got to start it small and grassroots, like the like Star Wars convention started in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, and bring <laughs> bring. Let's 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 write a um let's write a two hour um theatrical uh, adaptation of Moonfall and put it up. Moonfall, the stage. <laughs> yeah, the stage version. <laughs> With this giant, just big moon that's yeah, slowly. It's falling. Oh, I'll I'll be in that show. Right. Um, Falk, uh, this came out in March, uh, this movie that this quote is from. Uh, we only use 10% of our brains. I simply switched to another 10%. What movie uh, from March 2022 is that from? Uh, What'd you get? I, I, don't, I don't have a fucking clue. Oh, hint, hint. Anyway. All right, you want a hint? Okay. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I hints. forgot about Shit. hints, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a hint, uh, and I'm making it up as I go. Um, this movie has a um, cameo from a guy who's in a lead in a movie that comes out later in the year after this uh, and features a cameo in that movie with the lead in this movie. That is the worst. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna guess. I told you that. Now I'm going to I'm going to guess it's from uh I'm going to guess it's it's the the movie is the one with Sandra Bullock and uh uh <laughs> I don't know what it's called though. Uh, <laughs> Treasure Hunter pe- <laughs> no. people the uh, Lost no. City. Oh my God! He nice. pulls it out. I didn't even look it up. That's On a point board. for Falk. You just like oh, that was cool how you worked that out. I like that movie. That was. Fun. It was like watching that Batman was... solve a crime. <laughs> it was like watching Flowers for Algernon at the very end of his <laughs> reversal back. <laughs> he used to be able to do this so easily. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Skelton. Uh, we've come to April. April. Uh, which brings uh, spring showers. Sure. Um, and also this movie. This movie. <laughs> nice. With this quote, whether you like it or not, you have a gift. And that gift brings light and joy to an increasingly dark and broken world. And to turn your back on that gift is to turn your back on the entire human race. What movie is that from? Hmm. Gift. Race. Mm-hmm. Human race. Yeah, give me a hint. Okay. Oh, good. I'm glad you just, he just took a monster hit of <laughs> weed and now he's going to give me a hint. Well, it's just nicotine. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's, it's just making me uh, jumpy. Um, 
uh, here's your hint for this. Uh, this is the first not straight to video movie of the star's uh, career of late. Not the first, not straight to the video. The first theatrically released uh, a movie he's had in, in number, quite a while. In a number of years. I mean, at least wide theatrical release. I don't mean the, you know, you, oh. know, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no, I, I do know what you mean, but I don't think it's helping me. Sorry. Um, you got a gift. Yeah, and it was in March. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it usually goes. I know, to I know, I know. What is it? The massive weight of talent. Unbearable talent. Yeah. Unbearable weight of massive talent. Ah, sorry, yeah. sorry, Skelton. Uh, uh, now we're in May, uh, which brings May flowers, as well as a movie with this quote uh, My dad believed in you. I'm not going to make the same mistake. My dad believed in you. I'm going to say that's uh, Top Gun Maverick. That is correct. Yep, that has to be Top Gun Maverick. So that's three points for Falk Skelton. Uh, you, you. Hopefully, you'll get on the board here. Um, I'm going to need better hints from you. Uh, so this is uh, what are we in uh, June? This is June. This is a June June, re- June release. June. Uh, here's the quote: "What we're doing is making art out of anarchy. We're creating meaning out of emptiness." Art out of anarchy, meaning out of emptiness. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Give me a hint. Uh, you know, people uh, in this movie have to eat in a funny chair. Oh, uh, uh, oh, god damn it. It's uh, 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 Crimes of the Future. That's correct. All right, that's a point for Skelton. It's now three to one. <clears throat> eat in a funny chair. <laughs> That was a very easy hit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that was it. Was it was good? That's was, the thing about improv hints, you know. The other yeah. ones, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Uh, uh, Falk. This is uh, July. This is a July release quote. July. July. Uh, and of course, I set it to Icelandic time because we share a love of the aurora borealis, Gordy, and you have no idea how to tell time. And you, I don't think I delivered that very well, but you know, that's the quote. Can can you repeat it, please? Yes. Uh, And of course, I said it to Icelandic time because we share a love of the Aurora Borealis, Gordy, and you have no idea how to tell time. (laughs) And you don't know how to tell time. Uh, It's probably not the Northmen. No. This doesn't sound like period dialogue. <laughs> no, it's not the Northman. Good. That you, you're on the right track. Yeah. Um, God, uh, I need a hint. Um, this particular bit of dialogue is part of a sitcom. Oh, a this s- is from Nope. That is correct. Uh, ah, right. All right, so that's four points for Falk, one point for Skelton. Skelton, we've moved into August. August. People Gordy's, think that, Gordy's the monkey, right? Yeah, Gordy's the monkey. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the okay. monkey. Okay, now I get that. 
Um, and I tried not to put character names in any of these quotes because that would give too much away. But in this one, I did because it's the fucking monkey. Hey, Shazam, come here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Black Adam? How are you? Are you enjoying starring in your movie that's also called Black Adam? <laughs> All right. Uh, here's your quote. People think I'm just some young girl, someone's future wife or future mother, but I'm not in someone else's story. You're all in mine. <laughs> girl power. Hello. Good stuff. Shit, that sounds familiar, but give me a hint. Sure. Um, this movie has a cameo from a lady who was a lead in another movie earlier in the year. Uh, 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 and then the guy who's the lead in this one uh, had a cameo in that movie earlier in the year. Oh, I really do not like these cameo hints. Yeah, I got, I got it. Well, I'm like more let, confused let, now let me, than let I me was ta- before. Let me take you back. Like when I, when I gave the hint to Falk, about a movie. I'm just reversing that hint. That's all I'm doing. So it's earlier, a movie that's already been listed in, that, that we... Maybe, oh, and I already forgot what uh, that was. It, it, well, I have no idea. Okay. It's Bullet It's bullet Train. Oh, Bullet Train. Oh, oh, right. Sandra Which Bull- okay, star... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, uh, Steve Falk... Welcome to September. Thank you. Um, Wake me up when when it ends. <laughs> uh, here you go. Here's your September quote. Fighting is not magic. It is a skill. We'll see if you have any. Some fucking dumbass training montage? What the fuck? <laughs> well, you're, you're already talking yourself towards uh, the movie. I mean, you're right. Yes, that's correct. So well, far, you're correct. I, I don't remember no fucking Kung Fu Panda 5. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, need a, I need a hint. Uh, this movie, according to some uh, uh, social critics, has uh, historical inaccuracies that are uh, unforgivable. Oh, is this The Woman King? Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's five points. Steve. I believe that was a training montage. It, it was. It, or it's a training scene, at it, least, if it, not a montage. It launched a, uh, a montage, I believe. Yeah. I'd say. And we'll see. And here's the montage. All right. We're back to you, Skelton. October release. October. An October picture. Hey, guys. Would you look at this? I mean, a psycho meets a freak show. This is a match made in heaven. Psycho meets a freak show. This is a match made in heaven. In October. It's an October release. The Halloween Kills? That or is Halloween correct. Ends. Uh, Halloween Ends. Yes, that is correct. Halloween Ends. Uh, that's, uh, you're at three. Five to three. This, we don't know where this is going to go. Uh, there's only two left, though. There's only two left. There's only so two left. So I have to miss this. If you miss this, yeah, yeah. And, and he gets the next one, um, then it's a tie game, and then everybody wins. Um, all right, 
here you go. You ready for your quote? Mm-hmm. Here we are, family. We harvest, we ferment, we gel. This is a November release. We harvest, we ferment, we gel. Here we are family. Oh, men, the menu. That is it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that means uh, uh, Falk won. But, Skelton, I took the time. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Enjoy this bit of futility. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're just gonna you're just gonna insist on wasting my time. Yeah, I'm wasting your time, uh, Skelton. Here's the quote from December's movie: "You have three hundred million dollars in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas." Three hundred million dollars in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. And this came out in December. Correct. This just came out. Yeah. And I saw it in the theater. What the hell's in the theater? I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure what that is. What's the hint? The hint is I mentioned it in the uh, "What have you seen lately?" segment, and I said I was disappointed. And it has a Santa Claus in it. Oh, oh! It's the whatever the that damn David Harbor Violent Night is that? that that's it. Violent, Violent Night. That's Violent Night. Angry so, Claws? Angry, Violent Night is good. Angry Claws would have been... Mad a- Santa? Someone said that it should have been, a uh, tagline should have been, Sleep in Heavenly Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. And if the movie had delivered anything on that level, it also would have been good. Um, so Falk is the winner, 7-4, to four, uh, seven to four, but, or 7-5, rather, but a uh, uh, great game. Uh, I'm, I'm, prob- I'm going out a win. I'm going out in 2022. <laughs> fucking winner, you guys. <laughs> God, God bless you. At least there's you. Um, uh, that was great. Um, do you have anything you guys want to say to the uh, people uh, as a, a holiday uh, wish? Sorry, we forgot about November. Um, we for- we I did? hope you have lots of intimate moments. This ho- ho- into bit <laughs> with your woman king. <laughs> you get you get training montages on your dick <laughs> or or vagina. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what you into. Yeah. yeah, or whatever. Whatever. Hope all your moonfalls are cores. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, that's it, folks. Uh, We'll see you next year. Uh, Thanks, as always, to Adam Blau for the wonderful music. Thank you, Adam Blau, and happy holidays. And thanks to Steve Skelton and and Stephen Falk. I'm incredible. (laughs) We're all incredible in different ways. Uh, And I've been Todd Anderson, and this has been The Film Picks. Uh, We'll see you when we see you.